Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. Systems are game changers for our lives, especially when we're juggling multiple things like business and family. They streamline what we do, which is the foundation for efficiency. And the best part is they don't have to be complicated to be effective. My goal today is to not only share some system ideas, but to shift your belief that functioning in chaos is your only option. Yes, chaos is a part of life, but you can maneuver around and through it in a confident and flexible way, and systems will get you there. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a coach certified in time and stress management, helping clients make space for what matters most in their lives. Join me each episode and we'll talk about decluttering, stress management, habits, personalized productivity, gratitude, and so much more. I understand the overwhelm of life because I'm a wife, mom to kids and cats, and a former caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarani, and I'm so grateful you joined me today. This episode is going to be just us chatting, so I encourage you to find me on Instagram after you finish listening and message me your thoughts and questions. I'm at positively underscore Lisa, and I'd love to hear from you. I reply personally and truly appreciate the feedback. This episode is kicking off a dual theme month of simplicity and systems. The two go hand in hand. Systems are game changers for our lives, especially when we're juggling multiple things like business and family. They streamline what we do, which is the foundation for efficiency. And the best part is they don't have to be complicated to be effective. My goal today is to not only share some system ideas, but to shift your belief that functioning in chaos is your only option. Yes, chaos is a part of life, but you can maneuver around and through it in a confident and flexible way, and systems will get you there. I believe there are three systems that, even in their most basic form, will help you corral the chaos of life and allow you to live proactively versus reactively. Living in a space where you know what to expect and can confidently anticipate and plan for what's going to happen, as well as deal with when that changes, reduces stress and increases success. Does that sound good to you? I agree. So let's dive into the three systems that will change the game for you. The first system is calendar management. How many times have you missed an appointment or run late to one? Have you scrambled to complete a deadline or attended a meeting unprepared? How difficult is it to figure out when you're available and then you randomly pick a time that you think will work only to double book? These challenges are common and they create added stress that can easily be avoided with a calendar. You can use a hard copy planner or even a wall calendar with puppies or waterfalls for this purpose if you're not feeling the tech, but I have to give a shout out to Google Calendar. 
I'm not an affiliate. They're not sponsoring me, but they can feel free because I'm a big fan. I've been using Google software for a while and it's free and it works well. So if you have a Gmail account, you have a calendar ready to use. You can set calendar events to include time and details, such as links, and have notifications sent to remind you. You can invite others to cough, cough, husbands, kids. You can set these appointments and reminders to repeat. You can also color code them. I don't recommend all of it at once, but eventually these elements will help you track different types of events better and better. So a bonus calendar tip for you. Number one is color coding. I mentioned you don't have to start that right away, but when you're ready to do so, you can set up color coding with the most basic set of categories like business and family, or maybe colors representing your family members. Select colors that are easy to remember and create a color chart to help you learn so you can reference it as you go. I happen to use favorite colors for kids, and I use a color close to my logo for my business. One of the simplest ways you can start is by selecting one thing that's particularly important to you, let's say your business appointments, and designate a color for that only and leave all the other appointments one color, and then you can build upon it from there. Bonus calendar tip number two is theming. As you begin to make appointments, whether personal or professional, you can use theming as a way to batch similar ones together. This could be themes for days of the week, like Taco Tuesday or for the month. If you create your own schedule, this is especially helpful. But even if you have school or work limiting you, you can use those as guidelines for when it's better to schedule certain kinds of appointments. You know that feeling when you're at the doctor's office and they ask you when it would be a good time to come back and you draw a blank? This is going to help you with that. I have a designated day of the week that I schedule self-care appointments. Not only does it manage my expectations, it helps each and every time I'm scheduling because I know what days and even times to ask for. It makes everything faster and it keeps everything consistent moving forward. Now, it may not always work, but it creates an easy jumping off point. The idea here is you need to create a rule before you can have an exception. The second simple system that will change the game for you is a task and project management system. Or it could just be task system, but project management does play a part potentially, again, depending upon what's going on in your life and business. So this is a system that controls what you need to do and when. It's different from appointments on the calendar, though you can put these in as appointments if you want. Too often, we have a list of tasks in our brain, what I call the I'll remember it trap, and we don't figure out what's truly involved, when we need to do it, when it needs to be done by, and then it doesn't get done. A system to help you track this is essential. You can use a dedicated notebook or something like Google Tasks if you don't have much to do or you want to keep your tasks separated based on your home or business so you can keep this separated by your email. You can use something like Todoist, AnyList, or Dynalist, which is a nested list option when you want to track tasks or deadlines. You can even use Notes native to your phone like iPhone's Notes app with a checklist format. 
I use that for my shopping list because it's easy to access an update. When you move into project management, as tasks increase in quantity and size and you're juggling so much more like family and business, you may need a more robust software like Evernote or Trello. For small businesses, some of the most popular ones are ones we're reviewing on the podcast bit by bit, like Asana, Airtable, ClickUp, and Notion. Not every one of these is considered a task management tool per se, but they all have options to use them in that way. It's really going to depend upon what and how much you need to track. You may be surprised how much you can achieve with a very basic system. I recommend starting simply, even with a notebook as you track and capture, and then building to a platform that works best for you. Bonus task management tip number one is linking. You don't have to have a dedicated task platform in order to have a system to control your tasks. You can simply start by a written list and setting deadlines in your calendar. You can also use Google Docs to keep track of information on a project or task and then link that to a calendar event or another list. Bonus task management tip number two is naming. Just like I recommend with filing systems, Name your tasks in a way that makes sense to you and be specific. Use words you would use. Here's an example. My mother-in-law says she needs to run the sweeper. That means to vacuum. I call it vacuum. I would never put down run the sweeper. For me, wash day for some people is when I, quote, do laundry. My business references are relatively straightforward, but I need to be sure in that case that I'm not too vague. My tasks can't be social media since I need to distinguish between commenting, which is engagement, and creating social media posts, which is copy and design. The third simple system to help organize your life in biz, and one that I think gets overlooked the most, is information management. So here's the question. How do you track all the ideas and requests and suggestions that fly in at you on a daily basis? Do you say, I'll remember that, remember, uh, that's a trap? Or do you have a complex array of post-it notes and pieces of paper somewhere that have no semblance of order, but may solve major world problems if pieced together? Do you scroll the interwebs inspired by things only to wonder where to find that information again? Or maybe you do save it, but good luck figuring out where you saved it. My mother-in-law is being featured heavily in this episode because she is a great example of this. She will often say, I put it in a safe place, but then we laugh a lot because the place is so safe, we can't find it. <laughs> so all of this relates to information management. I know it sounds like a fancy IT-related thing. It is used in corporations, but I want you to start thinking about it in your life. The official definition of information management is... The guiding principles that allow information to be available to the right people at the right time. See, organizing is all about access. Organizing information is about figuring out what you want to keep and access and how you'll be able to get to it the fastest and simplest way when you need it. David Allen designed the system Getting Things Done to address this issue and, in my opinion, the most important step of his system is the first, called capture. That is how you ensure you don't lose track of everything swirling around. 
From there, you can process the information, decide what needs to be done and when, and track it accordingly. The simplest system that captures what comes in so that you can review it as needed will help you process the information proactively. The same systems for task and project management are often used for this, as are any note-taking tools. Bonus information management tip number one, whether you're doing this digitally or physically, I want you to think of a bin or a basket to collect everything that has your attention. If you have a post-it or a letter or something physical, keep it in a designated bin or basket that you can review periodically. I highly recommend weekly, and it's great to do this at the same time that you prepare for the week ahead and reflect on the week past so that you can enter the week and manage your time proactively as well. The same goes for a note app on your phone or computer. You can start a list like the focus file that I offer in my free resources library that will declutter your mind, take out everything that has your attention and put it in a safe place. But remember with all of this, this does not become your to-do list. It is your to-choose list. Bonus information management tip number two, I highly recommend doing both a physical and digital gathering list and consolidating them regularly. As you know, people will write things down for you or send you an email or jot something on a post-it note or send something by mail. So you're going to get a lot of information in different formats. If you keep a basket handy for mail and notes and use a note-taking app for online ideas, you can pull them together. The key is deciding where you want to have them all come together. Will you take the physical basket and review and add to your note app? That's the way that I do it. But remember, this is meant to be a system for you. So do what feels best. If you prefer to have a notebook and a list and write everything out there, there are certain benefits to that as well. At the end of the day, you want to ensure that you can access and update the information easily. That's why simplicity is key. The simpler, the more likely you'll stick with it, and it will ensure you create a habit that you can build upon in the future if desired. You can find the focus file that I mentioned and links to the platforms and apps that were mentioned as well in the Positively Productive free resources collection at positivelyproductive.com free. I welcome you to access these resources and begin setting up the systems that are going to change the game for you. And remember, if you'd like to fast track your progress, figuring out these kinds of systems is a key part of what I do as a coach. And in just one strategy session, you and I can design at minimum one of these systems, if not more, and get you started. We can also take you to the next level if you're ready to build upon what you've already begun. Go to positivelyproductive.com strategy and be sure to use the promo code podcast for a very special listener discount. Thanks again for sharing this time with me today. You have so many podcasts to choose from out there, and the fact that you've chosen mine means the world to me. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, 
go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.